0: Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, it's Chelsea, and I'm here again today with Allison. Hey guys! Um, and we are talking about the burial and resurrection of Jesus. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it's been so heavy the past few days, and now I'm like, okay, good, we're on the other side. <laughs> Amen to Jesus. I mean, the gospel does not end with the crucifixion. That's the gospel, right. Thank God. Yes, Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yes, thankfully there's the resurrection. Um, something that I just thought was so cool, I, just, I think because I'm just like a words person, yep. <laughs> um, but I was reading uh, Mark 15, 46 says joseph bought a long sheet of linen cloth then he took jesus body down from the cross wrapped it in cloth and laid it in a tomb um and the words just that phrasing of the words just stuck out to me so much from the very beginning of the gospels yeah. where it says mary took strips of cloth wrapped him snugly and laid him in a manger um and just like that parallel of like the beginning of jesus life the end of jesus life or so we think and then what's to come yeah um those words just like stuck out to me like crazy
1: and what's so interesting too is like here he is the son of god and in both scenarios not treated like that hmm you know it wasn't a purple robe it wasn't like fancy jeweled anything this was like a carved tomb of stone that he was wrapped in a sheet yeah and he was like handled by first of all a
0: girl in the beginning like a a small girl yeah um who's his mother and now he's like handled by like these men like I just like handled by humans to take care of him yeah how the body of Jesus both living and dead is just like put in the care of man which is so crazy to me that he's the son of God and like again humbling himself to the point of death being born in a manger and like
1: (sighs) yeah yeah I think that's Interesting that you just mentioned the two men that took care of him. You know, in this scripture, we read that um, they were, quote, secret disciples of Jesus. Right. I thought that was so interesting. <laughs> I think we read that in, like, John 19, and it was saying, like, oh, uh, Joseph of Arimathea was a secret disciple. Yeah, he was afraid
0: of the high priest and everything. Yeah. And, um, and now he's taking care of the body. He Take- doesn't
1: seem to care anymore. <laughs> right, right. Well, I, that's honoring. But, but like, wow, do we do we do that? Are we, like, Jesus' disciple followers secretly? um but not in a public setting. And in, right. in, in, uh, I hope not. I hope we're like yeah. living boldly our faith in public. He, Nicodemus is the same thing. He shows up and says to see Jesus at night. Right. Um, but yeah. wow, honoring God and honoring God and honoring Jesus's body in the end by the care they provided for him. Yeah. Um, I was just reading about <laughs> when we were reading about the leading priest coming
0: to Pilate and saying like, Oh, the disciples are going to take his body away. I'm just, like, picturing Pilate at this point being like, you are so annoying. <laughs> He's probably like, stop talking to me about Jesus.
1: <laughs> so, I thought I was done with yeah, this guy. I, I thought this was over a long time ago. Nope, um right, So nope. Jesus,
0: like, or Pilate just gives them what they want. Um, but even that is not... The guards don't secure the tomb enough for what's miraculously about to happen. No,
1: man, angels, no way. <laughs> angels, earthquakes, <winds? laughs> nothing can stop this. Nothing can stop what God had, what God had orchestrated and planned. Right, yeah. right. That's so cool.
0: Um, the other thing that is just like a, a cool detail is in Mark 16, uh, the angel tells the woman to go and tell the disciples, including Peter. I love that he called Peter out because I think at this point in Peter's life slash walk with Jesus, he's at very, very low point. Cause the last we know about him is he, left the temple courtyard weeping because yeah. he had denied Jesus three times. Um, and so for the angel to be like, don't forget to tell Peter. Yeah. Because he needs to know that his savior is alive. And um, there's hope that he doesn't have to like live in this. I denied my savior and now he's dead. Yeah. Um, but.
1: He right, was sort, so, of help, sort of helping him restore that relationship. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's the beginning of Peter's restoration journey. Yeah. of Like calling him out. I love that. Yeah. It reminds us, hey, man. Our mistakes too, he can restore absolutely. and wants to restore in us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything else to got to you? Man, I think it's great that the women are hanging tight. I know. <laughs> I love that girl power, man. These yeah. women, like man, they they are they they go to the tomb so concerned and he's not there. Where mm-hmm. is he? And then they they know the fulfillment of scripture has yeah. taken place and they go to tell these guys and they're like, uh uh-uh. uh. Mm-hmm. They don't believe it. Yeah. There's still doubt in their hearts and they spent they were his disciples. They spent so much time in his presence traveling with him and they still don't they still don't fully believe. Yeah. And I love like yeah, I just love that these women again we
0: see the value that Jesus places on women yeah. and children that like they would not have had that value nope. back then. Yeah. But like this is just another testament to we talked about this a little bit yesterday of just how um the Gospels are true because of the way they're written. Right. A woman's testimony would not have held up in court at this point in history. No way. And so they are like the Gospels being written, um, attributing the fact that like Jesus trusted the very first sight of his risen by to be, um, it's like, it's, he entrusted it to women. He did. Um, even though they aren't, they're like the lowest of low. the lowest of low but, um, in this time and culture. Yeah. It's like,
1: that's pretty cool. It is very cool. And I think you're right. It's just like, it reminds us, it reminds us that, when people doubt whether Scripture is true, you can go back culturally, ethically at right. this time. Like, women weren't valued at all. Right. And this is so cool to yeah. see it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, if you're interested in, like, apologetics of any sort, this is a this is a major argument for um, the truthfulness of Scripture, that, um, that women were part of it and played an important role in this, in this, like, crux of the gospel that
1: right. Jesus rose from the dead. He's not dead anymore. He's no. alive. He's alive. Jesus chose... A woman, yeah, to bring birth yeah. this this savior, and then to have women here mm-hmm. at his crucifixion and his resurrection—that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I love and I love
0: the moment between um, Mary Magdalene and Jesus. Yeah, she's weeping at the tomb and she thinks Jesus is the gardener, but when he says her name, she like turns and she recognizes him. I love. I just love that moment. Um, you just see how closely connected she is to Jesus, like this man who just who saved her, um, and she's devoted to him, and she. Uh, I just love it so much. Well, we know his
1: voice, right? Yeah. That's so cool. I love love that. That's awesome, guys. It's really good. Guys,
0: thank you so much for listening to God's Hill Story. I hope you're encouraged because our Savior's alive. Amen. (laughs) He's risen from the dead and he's still alive today. And I'm excited to keep going through this and kind of looking at all the different ways that he's appeared to the disciples and what's going to happen next. So thanks so much for joining us and we'll be back tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Mark 15, 42. This all happened on Friday, the day of preparation, the day before the Sabbath. As evening approached, Joseph of Arimathea took a risk and went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Joseph was an honored member of the High Council, and he was waiting for the kingdom of God to come. Pilate couldn't believe that Jesus was already dead, so he called for the Roman officer and asked him if he had died yet. The officer confirmed that Jesus was dead, so Pilate told Joseph he could have the body. Joseph bought a long sheet of linen cloth. Then he took Jesus' body down from the cross, wrapped it in the cloth, and laid it in a tomb that had been carved out of the rock. Then he rolled a stone in front of the entrance. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where Jesus' body was laid. Matthew twenty-seven fifty-seven. As evening approached, Joseph, a rich man from Arimathea, had, who had become a follower of Jesus, went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. And Pilate issued an order to release it to him. Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a long sheet of clean linen cloth. He placed it in his own new tomb, which had been carved out of the rock. Then he rolled a great stone across the entrance and left. Both Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting across from the tomb watching. Luke 23.50 Now there was a good and righteous man named Joseph. He was a member of the Jewish High Council, but he had not agreed with the decision and actions of the other religious leaders. He was from the town of Arimathea in Judea, and he was waiting for the kingdom of God to come. He went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Then he took the body down from the cross and wrapped it in a long sheet of linen cloth and laid it in a new tomb that had been carved out of the rock. This was done late on Friday afternoon, the day of preparation, as the Sabbath was about to begin. As his body was taken away, the women from Galilee followed and saw the the tomb where his body was placed. Then they went home and prepared spices and ointments to anoint his body. By the time they were finished, the Sabbath had begun, so they rested as required by the law. John nineteen thirty eight. Afterward, Joseph of Arimathea, who had been a secret disciple of Jesus, because he feared the Jewish leaders, asked Pilate for permission to take down Jesus's body. When Pilate gave permission, Joseph came and took the body away. With him came Nicodemus, the man who had come to Jesus that night. He brought about seventy five pounds of perfumed ointment made from myrrh and aloes. Following the Jewish cus- burial custom, they wrapped Jesus's body with the spices in long sheets of linen cloth. The place of crucifixion was near a garden, where there was a new tomb never used before. And so, because it was the day of preparation for the Jewish Passover, and since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. Matthew 27, 62. The next day on the Sabbath, the leading priests and Pharisees went to see Pilate. They told him, Sir, we remember that what the deceiver once said while he was still alive. After three days I will rise from the dead, so we request that you seal the tomb until the third day. This will prevent his disciples from coming and stealing his body, and then telling everyone he was raised from the dead. If that happens, we'll be worse off than we were at first. Pilate replied, take the guards and secure it the best you can. So they sealed the tomb and posted guards to protect it. Mark 16, 1. Saturday evening, when the Sabbath ended, Mary Magdalene, Ma- Mary the mother of James, and Salome went out and purchased burial spices so they could anoint Jesus' body. Very early on Sunday morning, just at sunrise, they went to the tomb. On the way, they were asking each other, "'Who will roll the stone away for us from the entrance of the tomb?' But as they arrived, they looked up and saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled aside.' When they entered the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a white robe sitting on the right side. The women were shocked, but the angel said, Don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He isn't here. He has risen from the dead. Look, this is where they laid his body. Now go and tell his disciples, including Peter, that Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there just as he told you before he died. The women fled from the tomb, trembling and bewildered, and they said nothing to anyone because they were too frightened. Then they briefly reported all this to Peter and his companions. Afterward, Jesus himself sent them out from east to west with the sacred and unfailing message of salvation that gives eternal life. Amen. Matthew 28, 1. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and rolled aside the stone and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the women, "'Don't be afraid,' he said. "'I know you are looking for Jesus who is crucified. "'He isn't here. "'He has risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. "'Come see where his body was laying. "'And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, "'and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. "'You will see him there. "'Remember what I have told you.'" Luke 24, 1. But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, Why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He has risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and that he would rise again on the third day. Then they remembered what he had said that he had said this, so they rushed back from the tomb to tell his eleven disciples and everyone else what had happened. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and several other women who told the apostles what had happened, but the story sounded like nonsense to the men, so they didn't believe it. However, Peter jumped up and ran to the tomb to look. Stooping he peered in and saw the empty linen wrappings, then he went home again wondering what had happened. Mark sixteen nine. After Jesus rose from the dead early on Sunday morning, the first person who saw him was Mary Magdalene, the woman from whom he had cast out seven demons. She went to the disciples who were grieving and weeping and told them what had happened. But when she told them Jesus was alive, she had seen him, and she had seen him. They didn't believe her. John 21 Early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus had loved, they said they had taken the Lord's body from the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. Peter and the other disciples started out for the tomb. They were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He stooped and looked in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there, while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. Then the disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For until then, they still hadn't understood the scriptures that said Jesus must rise from the dead. Then they went home. Mary was standing outside the tomb crying, and as she wept, she stooped and looked in. She saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked her. Because they have taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they have put him. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her. Who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said. She turned to him and cried out, Rabbani, which is Hebrew for teacher. Don't cling to me, Jesus said, for I haven't yet ascended to the Father, but go and find my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord, and she gave them his message. Matthew twenty-eight eight. The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy, and they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them, and they ran to him, grasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Don't be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. Matthew 28.11 as the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and told the leading priests what had happened. A meeting with the elders was called, and they decided to give the soldiers a large bribe. They told the soldiers, you must say, Jesus, Jesus' disciples came during the night while we were sleeping, and they stole his body. If the governor hears about it, we'll stand up for you so you won't get in trouble. So the guards accepted the bribe and said what they were told to say. Their story spread widely among the Jews, and they still tell it today.